What's up, guys? Welcome to Winnipeg's Finest, the podcast where we get personal with notable Winnipeggers. If you haven't been with us before, here's what you've missed. I've always been with buddies and tried to do that, like at four parties. Right. And it's always the opposite. You tell a thousand people and then four show up. Yeah. And then we're talking about Rubik's Cubes and shit. <laughs> But yeah, someone compared it to him. I was like, yo, you don't know what you're talking about. Please do not come in this room with energy, with this Tupac hatingness, and you're going to compare it to this young yeah, boy who was I'm, a SoundCloud rapper? No. Zero sense. <laughs> How does that fuck up? The engineering is just like, we put the bricks in the horde. It sounds like a Pee Wee Herman thing. Like, it's just like, we got a hug, but it stops yeah, the car. A, it's a treehouse episode. It makes no sense. All right. Okay, so uh, we're operating on a short week this week. Uh, it is Thursday, July 11th at 7 p.m. At least it should be when this drops. I don't fucking know. You could be listening to this on August 14th, 2022, for all I care. I don't know why I set that date three years in advance. That's not the point. That's not important. Anyways, today's episode is with the lovely Corey Falvo. Corey Falvo is a producer, director, uh, comedian, uh, and actually a bit of history on this podcast. Corey is the first openly non-binary person on the podcast i actually i think i screw up his pronouns a couple i already did right there i screw up their pronouns a couple times in the episode so apologies for that they're very forgiving and very uh understanding so they're a wonderful person um this is an awesome interview i did not know Corey was 37 years old it, it blows me away this entire interview i for year years i've barely known him a year, them i've barely known them a year god damn it I thought Corey was like 28 tops, but I don't know shit. We talk about their play, Commando. It's a full audio play during Fringe Festival. Uh, they list the time and the date of the first show at the uh, end of the podcast. That will be in the description below. We talk about sound effects and how that gets done in movies. Uh, all the noise in today's world with social media, podcasts, like YouTube channels, and so many media outlets that how it's difficult for us to navigate, turning our brain off and meditating, how we as a society need all these things to keep us going, and we're training people with short attention spans, and of course, silencing creators, and is free speech really worth it? Today's episode, of course, brought to you by the lovely Jellyfish Float Spa. Jellyfish Float Spa is, of course, the greatest place in Winnipeg to experience float therapy, where you lie in a pod with shallow water and a thousand pounds of Epsom salts. There you can experience bliss. They also do craniosacral therapy and massage therapy as well. Follow them in the description below on social media to find out how you can get in touch with them today. If you use our code Winnipeg's Finest, you get 15% off every purchase. All right, here we are in Wolseley. This is new, not in the studio, but Corey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yourself? I'm, I'm like, okay. I just found out you're 37 and you yes. don't look anything like it. Oh. Uh, that's that's okay. I, I definitely have the, the, the sunken dead eyes of, of someone <laughs> who's lived a few lives. So, um, I'll carry that with me. That is, it's like you said, like you know all the cartoons and shit. Yeah. So, like, you remember 9-11? 9-11? Yeah. Like Not a cartoon. I mean, like, I mean, like, September 11th, 2001. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. I get to, uh, That's I... That's not related to cartoons. Do you want to know where I was on September 11th? Kind of, yeah. Uh, I was in my parents' basement, and, uh... I remember getting a call from my father being like, turn on the TV, and so I did. And then I got a call from, uh, from a car dealership that were angry that I didn't buy a car, and I was like, <laughs> dude, turn on the TV, I don't give a shit about this right now, like, there's, this is, this is big. Um, 
and uh, so yeah, that was that was kind of my day. That's incredible. Day. Car dealership tried to bitch you out on 9-11. On 9-11. As it was the happening. The towers are falling, and I'm like, do, do you know what's going on? <laughs> yes, but I'm really concerned about my commission. I'm like, fuck off. No. <laughs> so, yeah. That, that was a long time ago, though. That's yeah. really funny, yeah. Holy shit. That's that's a really good 9-11 story. Yeah, thank you. Like, there aren't many good so, ones. Gosh, you would have been like, what, two? September 2001. Yeah, I, I was so. just turning three. Holy shit. So, yeah, you... you that's weird that we don't have that... Um, common memory in, in that way yeah. 9-11 was always like that, that fixed point where it's like everyone knows where they were everyone knows what they were doing but you were you were in a crib you were running around outside who knows yeah I didn't fucking know what I was doing you weren't even at school no I was almost three like I was two months away from being three my mom remembers it vividly even my oldest brother can kind of remember it mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I have anything like that I mean what monumental events have happened like like since then, that, oh, that yeah. you would be. I mean, I remember the end of the world. The, the day it was supposed to end. Yeah, I was really bummed that that didn't happen. <laughs> um. I wasn't. I was okay with it not ending, but it was December twenty first, twenty twelve. Yeah, I was. I was just completing my first term of grade nine, mm-hmm. and I it was like the last day before Christmas break, and I got home, mm-hmm. and I was like, I wonder if it's gonna end tonight, and it didn't, and I just woke up the next morning. Yeah, I Grumpy Cat was big then. Yes. I, I Gangnam Style reached a billion plays on YouTube. Oh wow! Gosh, that's a wow memory lane. It's, yeah. it's, it's funny, like the stuff that you that you just can think about from all these all these times and be like, God, we really gave a shit about a lot of dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah, we really just poured our heart into. It. I remember seeing a hat for Gangnam Style. Like they had merch. Yeah. And it was like, this is just a dumb thing that people laughed at at the internet. And someone went out and said, that's, I need to wear that on my head. I need to rep that. Oh, imagine how bad that move looked in 2013. Mm. That purchase does not age well. When I saw the hat, it was like in a gutter. It was like oh. on the ground in a puddle. And I was like, oh God, free hat. And the, wait, wait, never mind. So <laughs> It's Gangnam Style. I'm mm. not sure what's odder about that story. The fact that you thought, maybe I should <laughs> take this hat. It's in the ground. <laughs> Or, no, never mind, it's Gangnam Style. Yeah, I gotta have some standards <laughs> yeah, exactly. in my garbage picking. <laughs> well, hey, man, one of my friend dumpster dives. Yeah, and yeah. that's, hey, you know what? Uh, as someone who uh, half of my friend's show is built out of stuff I've picked up off the ground or, like, not so much dumpster dive, but, like, I've went around hitting things and listening to noises and trying to see, like, oh, this piece of metal I just found. Yeah. Does this, does this do the thing I want? And, yeah. So it was a lot of, it's a lot of, I'm picking a lot of garbage is what I'm getting. <laughs> Before we talk about your friend show, actually, I just yeah. want to bookmark that. I do want to say one more event. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the world supposed to end on like June 6th, 2006? I think so. It's, it feels like every five years there's like, no guys, this is the one. Yeah. No, I'm serious. The Ted, so serious. The Ted Mosby of apocalypses. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, that, is that a sports thing? It's uh, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, okay. Have you seen that show? I have seen the show. Yeah. But just a couple times. Where Ted's like, oh, well, the main character's always like, this girl could be the one. This girl uh, could be the one. It's uh, like, yeah. and they're always like, hey, fuck you, Ted. And then in the mm-hmm. end, the one dies and then he chases the girl he's been chasing the whole show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was familiar with the ending gimmick. Yeah. Which, sure, okay. Pissed a lot of people off. Yeah, well... I, you know, I would be just mad if my, my father came in the room and was like, do you guys want to hear a story of how I met your mother? And then, like, just gave me 12 seasons of 
And then we went to the bar, and then and then Neil Patrick Harris, I don't know his character name, said Barney. this, and yeah. then I said this, and I, I don't know. It's just there's. I feel like, like he could condense that story down. Yeah, I feel like when you're like if you have kids and you want to tell them how uh, you met your spouse mm-hmm. or the person you had them with, if you have them with somebody, you should start with like the moment you meet them, and then take your steps backwards. Yeah, which I mean. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, you know Not a show I'll probably watch. Really? I watched it twice. Yeah, yeah. I really, was, I was, was that good? I was a big fan, yeah. I've heard as far as writing goes, like sitcoms are hard to really get into these days. I don't know that... Uh, are there really any good ones, though? Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, it seems like you can have... Um, I don't know, I guess it, it depends on the definition. Like, would Broad City be considered a sitcom? I have no idea. No. no idea. Like, like, not really, because it doesn't have like that 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 uh, three camera set type thing. But at the same time, like, it's very funny and it's very well written. So you have shows like that that are absolutely fantastic to watch, and and, and then you have like the old traditional yeah stuff, and it's just kind of slop. Well, I mean, we're just wrong. We'll just never get the golden. Seinfeld is a sitcom, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. But I mean, I'm sure he pitched that to somebody. They said, what's your show about? Well, nothing. Mm-hmm. It's about me and my buddies. Mm-hmm. And I'm dating somebody new every two episodes. Yeah. I'm sure somebody told him, like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that there's actually episodes of Seinfeld that are based around him him and George pitching the show. Really? Yeah, because George is essentially a stand-in for Larry David. So it was all about them them actually doing it. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah, so you gotta, you gotta, you have to go back and watch your Seinfeld. Interesting. I was never a huge fan of Seinfeld. No. Okay. No. I, I always catch episodes, but I was never like, oh my god, this was on. Because like, back then, TV, you had. Let me tell you all about this. Back then, if you wanted to watch something, it would be on at a certain time. Yeah. It would be like catching a bus. It was like you're either there or you're not. So it'd be like you could flip through the channels and. And just be like, oh, there's Seinfeld. Do I feel like this? Nah, I don't know. Yeah. So. But now it's at your fingertips. You mm-hmm. Netflix, Crave, Hulu, mm-hmm. bootlegging stuff online. Actually, did you know if you type in a movie title's name and Google Drive next to it in the Google search, mm-hmm. you can watch that movie? Did not know that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull that up right now. Actually, I don't have Wi-Fi. That's all. I'll do it later. Okay. Neither yeah. do I. I don't have the internet. Here. Fair. Oh, they don't even give you the Wi-Fi? No, I would have to, I would have to get it and I didn't. Fair, huh? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Let's go to your friend show. Let's talk about that. <laughs> sure. Let's talk about that. We hit a dead end. Oh. <laughs> let's let's talk yeah. about your friend show. You sure? We could talk about how I don't have the internet and I'm in the stone age and uh, and it really sucks for watching TV. Um, but no, let's let's talk about yeah, Commando. Yeah, I was gonna say if you really want to like roast your landlord. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that that's that's how the, that's how this works, son. <laughs> you 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 get a place and then you have to get the internet. Damn. They don't. They don't give it to you. I mean, unless you're in like a condo or something or a co-op, then that's maybe. how out of touch I am, man. Yeah, I have I mean, no idea how to live on my own. You're gonna have to. Uh, you, you'll learn a lot that first year. Oh yeah. Be like, who's? Why is there dust everywhere? You know, someone has to vacuum. Who didn't clean this? Yeah. Somebody didn't grocery shop. God, there's flies. Yeah, and then you're on a seven-day hunger strike before you know it because you're too cheap to buy food. Mm-hmm. You're just eating condiments. And- <laughs> And that's it. Just, oh, the ketchup I stole from my mom's place. 
Yeah. We've all we've all done that. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. But then then it makes us stronger, better people. True, definitely. I, I was like that in college. Mm-hmm. I had no money and was just like hoarding food from my buddy's place. Mm-hmm. When I was living abroad uh, in Ontario. Good times. Anyways, Commando. Let's talk Commando. Yes, okay, so Commando the radio play. We're at venue eleven and uh, it's a radio play. Now this would have been before your time, uh, but Commando is a movie that came out in 1985 with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. And I, as far as I'm concerned, it's one of his best. <laughs> so, I don't know. Have you seen, like, The Terminator? I the have Predator? not. I know yeah. those movies. I've just never seen them. Okay. Well, let me start at the beginning. Uh, basically, um, <laughs> Sarah Connor is... No, I'm, I'm not going to go through all the movies. <laughs> just but do a play-by-play of Just do a play-by-play. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I wish I could do the voice, but I can't. It always ends up sounding really wrong. But, um, no, it's, uh, basically, it's one of his better action movies. I mean, you're, you're familiar enough with who he is to know that, like, he does the one-liner kills. Yeah. Um, and he tends to just be very loud and very distinct. And so, I picked a movie where he's got probably the most one-liner kills, I feel, and uh, the most interesting deaths. Sure. And it's um, it's starring him and Alyssa Milano, who was on Who's the Boss. You wouldn't be familiar with that, but uh, I know who Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Is. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he she plays uh, his daughter, and uh, basically his daughter gets kidnapped. So we decided we would do a radio play of that. What is a radio like? Just a play that's audio. Yeah. So we're going back even before my time. Damn. Uh, yes, basically, it's uh, back back before TV. They used to just listen to stories on the radio. And the interesting thing about that is you just have voice actors reading the scripts and stuff, and you have to deal with not having a visual element. So you would have... Um, th- people would have to telegraph stuff like, Oh, honey, go over there onto the bed. Ah, thank you for getting on the bed. You know, like just oh. describing things a lot. And all the sound effects would be done by a sound effect artist. So... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can you get the door? That's an oven. But, like, so... Yeah, still. Someone would be standing there with sound effects and with shoes and hitting them on wood for footsteps and stuff. Okay, so that's... Like, when you're saying you've been picking stuff out of the garbage for your show, I'm like... Yeah, that's what, why. Oh, like, what are you talking about? People are just going to see garbage on the stage. Yeah. Now I get it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. They, uh, that is it. I will be standing in the middle of this garbage and making noises throughout the show uh, to kind of fulfill fill that. So, I mean, everyone can see us, but... The idea is that you could close your eyes and you would still know what's going on and you'd still be able to follow and it'd still be interesting. That's really cool. Why did you decide to make a radio play? Um, it was something I always wanted to do, like especially with podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, I, I like actually looked up old scripts because mm-hmm. everything's on the internet and I thought like, oh, I'll, I'll recreate one of these and, and just record it and it'll be fun and everyone will do voices. And then I thought it would be more fun to do it on live, do it live on a stage, and then with sound effects. And um, then I decided instead of finding a script, I would just do Commando. But I love the idea of um, just having that sort of presentation. It's very interesting. Like MTC does a production of um, of uh, It's a Wonderful Life at Christmas. And that's what they do is they just have everyone kind of reading a script and performing it. Yeah. Uh, and there's also the Thrilling Adventure Hour, which is a modern day thing run by a bunch of comedians. That, yeah. Uh, so that always seemed really cool to me. And I've had an interest in sound effects. Just and I, So watching someone do that is, mm-hmm. is neat to me. Like, in It's a Wonderful Life to make a train. They have like a, a steel brush on a washboard and they just scrape oh, it. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then, and then blow the whistle. And, and so... That stuff seems really, 
really cool to me. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of it. And then I worked on Evil Dead the musical. Yeah. Where I done sound design and uh, most of the sounds you could find online and I could source. Yeah. But I uh, like I had to record the the chainsaw noises for it. And so I actually was like, I could just record everything. And I looked up, how do you, how do, you do punches? How do you do... How do you do punches? Uh, punches, you can hit a phone book. Uh, or, or like a, even a leather glove, like a baseball mitt. Okay. Stuff like that. Uh, there's, um, you know, also depending, just hitting things in general works really well. Like if you want those really movie style punches, though, like phone book is really loud, actually. Yeah. You hit it with something. Huh. Uh, if it's duct taped up. Wow, that's cool. And then there's like bones breaking, which is celery, or if you want to have, like, once you get vegetables involved, then you can get some really gory sounds and stuff huh. like that. That's that's really interesting, huh? I've never even thought of that. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was a thing, radio plays. Yeah, well, even, even then, like, movies don't have, when they record them, they don't have sound effects. So yeah. Like, it's, they just record the voices, and then Foley artists do, yeah. do all that stuff, so... That's uh, that's where you'll get a lot of people. You'll, you'll you can watch videos online of people in studios just sitting there, um, sitting there with celery. And next time you watch a movie, next time you watch John Wick or something like that, if you listen to the stuff, it's like, no, that's celery. That's a carrot. That's what they're yeah. snapping. Because, or um, they'll find like pieces of wood. Do you find that ruins some of it for you? Knowing that, no. Um, just because I'm interested in it. Okay. So like I'll watch a movie and I'll think about it and I'll listen to the sound effects and, and, and actually be kind of like, oh, that's cool. Or, um, yeah, yeah. That's really good. Because so. like I remember one of my buddies was describing to me, he's like, yo, businesses, the difference between Nike and mm-hmm. like a small business is just how successful one is compared to the other. Nike's mm-hmm. not like this unbreakable thing that will never end. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it started like any other business does. It's just a bunch of guys who had an idea or somebody or a bunch of people. Yeah. And then they expanded the idea, were marketable and sold it. And that kind of like not really ruined my perception of businesses, but mm-hmm. like when I think of big sports leagues now or big companies, mm-hmm. I don't think of it as some like pie in the sky, like, Oh my God, this brand. Yeah. I think about it like those are just people. <laughs> yeah. So like, and once you kind of know the inside, then it's not this whole glorified. Exactly. Thing, right. Like, like on a pedestal. you know, it's celery. It's not like, Oh, look at this amazing movie. It's mm-hmm. that dude's fucking breaking celery. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I ruin movies for anyone, I'm sorry. But, uh, I am not. You knew what you were getting yourselves into, I, people. Yes. <laughs> Listening to this show, if you haven't already, then I do apologize. But you're you're always going to learn something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Every week, I'm like, how are we going to piss off our listeners this week? Mm-hmm. And then we'll do something or say something fucked up or funny, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good time. Do you get a lot of like hate mail? Do you get a lot of criticism? No, no, no we don't. Really but it's just as a joke. Like mm-hmm. people are going to stop listening to us eventually if we. <laughs> keep doing this our numbers have been low because of the long weekend and stuff but mm-hmm. before that they're as high as they've ever been so I'm, I'm just impressed that you have numbers like plural <laughs> like, like and, and I'm not I'm not uh, knocking the podcast just I can I always think like oh maybe I would do a podcast like no one would listen to it so whenever someone's actually like you know pulling out a mic and a laptop and actually recording something and then people are like I totally want to hear this person talk to this person that <laughs> baffles me thank you now, I'm sure if you had a good enough idea I'm sure it would fly maybe who knows like I've tried it I we recorded a podcast a friend Michael Bloomquist who's a comic as well there's yeah. a, there is a, an audio recording of us talking about the movie Taken 3 okay um, and, and it never saw the light of day but, okay uh, yeah so I mean we tried it but 
insecurity stopped us. And isn't that the problem right there? Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, then let, let me ask you this because yes. your age is still like blowing my mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had no idea you were thirty-seven. That's gonna be the theme of this podcast. Yeah. Every time I get it's stuck, and she's like, "Yeah," and be like, "So you're actually thirty-seven, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not fucking." How do I do my taxes? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how do you how do you like grocery shop? Yeah, yeah, dude. There's so many buttons on the laundry machine. I just I just put the dial all the way up. How yeah. much soap do I use? Nobody's really responsible. They just people don't grow up. They just get older. Yeah, that's. Right? I would say that. Well, I, I definitely I don't feel thirty seven. So, <laughs> so like, how long have you been in the game of you know theater and art and oh. comedy? I know you said you've been doing comedy for nine years. Comedy was pretty much where it started. Like, when I was a kid, I did Manitoba Theater for young people. Okay. Um, but, like, uh, this will really blow your mind. No, I, uh, I like, got married and lived in a house and was ready to have a kid. And that was it. And I wasn't doing comedy. And then I ended up, like, uh, being encouraged by a friend who was also entering this contest. And we both entered a contest. And... For doing comedy and at that point I learned about oh there's open mics oh you can just do this because it was something yeah. I always wanted to do but I always was like I'm a civilian I don't do that stuff yeah and so I was a late bloomer because I didn't even think about yeah doing that I mean it's another thing like I went to I went and saw Julian funniest person with a day job last yeah. year I was like oh my god these these people are gods mm-hmm. like these people are so funny and I like I know them some of them personally I'm like they're just people. They're, they're the celery. They're, that's <laughs> it. You peek behind the curtain and now it's Yeah, like, oh, it's not oh, like they're no. unspectacular, but they're not untouchable. Oh, yeah, no, talented for sure, but it's... Almost it's like, definitely, oh, yeah, yeah. down-to-earth people. Yeah, so. not to take anything away from their talent, but they're just people who worked hard at what they do. Yeah, and, and that's kind of inspiring in a way, because then it's like, oh, I can... Yeah, anybody you know, can do this shit. Can, everyone can pick out a garbage and, and enter the draw for the fringe show. If you have $750, you can get yourself a fringe play. Yeah? Yeah, that's what it is. You just, you, you, uh, you enter into a draw and then you pay the money up front. Yeah. And I mean, you get it back. I've been in bad fringe shows that were poorly attended. You get that money back fairly easily. It's just a matter of. You know, when and six months of your life, you, yeah. you want to be successful, of course. For sure. So for the people who don't know, what is Fringe? So the Fringe Festival is something that happens everywhere. Um, like in Edinburgh is the big one in, uh, in Scotland. And if I'm wrong about that, please edit that out. Uh, the, and, uh, and they have them all across Canada. And Winnipeg's Fringe Show is actually one of the bigger ones. Really? Uh, in, yeah. Like I think Toronto's bigger. And then it might be us. There's also Calgary. Darn, wow. But we're, we have a really good fringe show. So it's it's just a, a, an 11-day event where um, theater companies, actors, and anyone in the performing arts can kind of put together a show. And just the fringe will provide you with a venue, with everything you need to kind of do it. You just need to bring, bring the show to them. Mm-hmm. So if you have like an idea, if you have a screenplay, if you can find some actors and stuff like that, it's a, it's kind of a, an interesting way for not only artists to kind of have a stage that they wouldn't normally have access to, but also for, you know, just people to kind of experience and, and see stuff that uh, you wouldn't see on a bigger stage. So yeah, I'll use um, co- comedian J.D. Renault as, a, as yes. an example. I'm not sure if you've ever seen any of his shows. 
but they're fantastic and they're wonderful. Yeah. But you will never see them at the Centennial Concert Hall. I mean, maybe, but like he's his stuff. I, I've always kind of described it as being like like a cassette tape with a with with like a punk like mix that's that was recorded in someone's basement that you can really get into and you can listen to and you can love it but at the same time it's not that polished sort of radio friendly thing yeah but that kind of makes it good too yeah that makes it really enjoyable that makes it unique Mm -hmm. like it wouldn't be the same without that yeah quality so you know like if you think about uh your favorite youtube video where they're like where it's just something that went viral and they're like, let's make a TV show out of this. And it's like, well, that no. lost everything. Like that's, that's the thing. Some things are, are better in sort of a smaller, smaller venue, smaller stage and, and more enjoyable. Uh, comedy shows that we, that we do at We Johnny's or, uh, yeah. or Handsome Daughter. You know what is the peak J.D. Renault show of all time? Which one's that? Like, don't try to recreate it. Mm-hmm. It was weird, low budget, but perfect. Mm-hmm. Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, yeah? They try to make a TV show out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then, and then they even try to cartoons. Bad right? idea. Yeah. It's one of those things where it doesn't, doesn't always translate. Sometimes lightning just hits. Oh, it was so fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. So, like, uh, I don't know how much it... I don't know how much they made it for. either. I think it was like $700,000. Well, I saw the, uh, the short that it was actually originally based on, which was called... Um, Oh, I can't remember. It wasn't called Napoleon Dynamite, but like they had a short, and you could see some of the jokes that they made in that that ended up making it to the movie. But uh, I don't think it had John Heder as the yeah. main character for that. But it was the same. Sort was of it good? Thing. It was interesting. It was like it was a, just a smaller, more independent feel. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't have like all the other characters. It was mostly just him and Pedro, if I recall. Oh, okay, okay. But. God, I saw that back when Napoleon Dynamite came out. So. Yeah. Did you like that movie? I did. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I get, you're right. Like, not something you can recreate. Not something that would be interesting to see. And it is not a movie where there is necessarily, like, a beginning or an end. It's just, like, you just kind of have to watch it and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and so all the parts about it, I could name the scenes mm-hmm. and stuff. But really what does happen. I guess he, he gets with that girl. He doesn't um, even get with her. They're just, like, they play tetherball at the end. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, there's no real plot to it. It's like, oh, Pedro's running for president. Mm -hmm. Oh, what's this movie about? Oh, it's about this dork trying to help his friend become school president. Like, that sounds like a horrible plot. But everything, Mm -hmm. the acting, the weirdness of the movie, like, the camera angles shows him, like, biking and just all the mountains in the background to give you an idea of, like, what living in Idaho is really like and his classmates and the principal and even, Mm -hmm. like, the bully... Where he's like, hey, can I have one of those buttons? And he throws it down the hallway and sprints off. Mm-hmm. Everything in that movie's done so well. Yeah, every every moment is wonderful. So you yeah. can't stop. You can't not watch it. And um, like, it gives you some tots and yeah. kicks him in the kicks him in the cargo <laughs> pant pocket. Like it's such a no. I haven't eaten anything all day. <laughs> Gross. So, but he, why would he want tots, tater tots from pocket? Like that's. That in itself is like, huh, the show was brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. and why would Napoleon want to eat them if they're like four days old? Yeah, no, I, I mean... Then only after they've been kicked, he's like, gross! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think the bully, like Don, Summer Wheatley's boyfriend, mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite movie characters of all time. Oh, okay. He's such a douchebag, but like, mm-hmm. the actor does it so well. Mm-hmm. That would be fun to play a bully. Definitely. But like... Like what is there? O'Doyle rules. Um, that was the, that was like a family of bullies from somebody. I can't remember. Or Steve Holt. Who's that from? 
There's a lot of famous bullies. Biff Tannen. Yeah. Back to the Future. Chet from uh, Weird Science. Yeah. Yeah. All very distinct and interesting. Definitely. Oh, and I mean, half the cast of Revenge of the Nerds were bullies, so... <laughs> the principal from The Breakfast Club? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That figure. I find, like, one something that... My, one of my ex-girlfriends used to be like huge into theater, so mm-hmm. one of the things she was telling me was, a good villain isn't made by his motives or what he does. A good villain is made by if he makes you feel something. So if you don't care about a villain, he sucks. Mm-hmm. If you hate the villain, he's good. If you like the villain, he's good. As long as you feel strongly one way or the other, yeah. the villain works. Yeah. I think that's a good opportunity to be like a really interesting character. Oh, yeah. You know, because like the Joker or something. Oh yeah, fantastic! One of the best. Yeah, easily, and yeah, it's like that makes a lot of sense to me. If you don't care about a villain, they're a terrible villain. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. I um, I will say that uh, Commando, if I can, if I can circle back to that, Please has do. because one of the things I love about it is the villain is this guy named Bennett, and he he kind of sounds like an Australian baby, like a very whispery. Um, Australian baby but it almost sounds like it's a fake accent but it's not it's real but he has some of the like he, he's just everything he says is menacing okay. like intended to be so menacing and it's kind of laughable and hokey but uh, he, he has some of my favorite villain lines and stuff so that's that's one of the things that appealed me to the movie. is that the movie where the guy dies at the end because he gets killed by the chopper blade no chopper blade what, what would that have been what am I thinking of like uh, most Steven Spielberg movies have someone getting chopped up by something, <laughs> so it could be that. But um, we'll have to think on that. You know what movie? I, a lot of people love this movie, and I don't mm-hmm. get why. A lot of people really like The Goonies. Yeah. And I can't. And maybe you know probably better than I do, mm-hmm. right? So I couldn't stand that movie. That's fair. It may not be something that just holds up that well. Like I, I remember watching it as a kid and enjoying it. Because I think that, like, that whole child adventure thing was such a staple of that time. Yeah. And that's why, like, Stranger Things is such a hit, because they're basically recreating that. Because there's so many movies back then that were like, hey, let's get, you know, that gang of, like, outcast kids. Yeah. Get, the, get them on their bikes, and they have to do some E.T. was like that. Um, uh, Goonies and um, what else? I just didn't think Goonies was that good of a, a movie. Like, mm-hmm. the gang was just okay, and it was a weird plot, and mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell that thing was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. The, hey, you guys. Oh, uh, what was that? Well, Chunk? Yeah. Or no, yeah. Chunk was the kid. Sloth. Sloth, yeah. Yeah, I think I think Sloth was just um, yeah, a poor... A poor, disfigured, abused child. Like, well, not a child, but uh, well, mentally a child. Yeah. And, and, you know, that they, that they kept locked up and he hadn't had any friends. So he ended up being becoming part of the gang. I don't know. He's kind of the... He's kind of beautiful in a way. <laughs> but, uh, no. It, but that's just such a... It's a classic movie. But, Isn't yeah, it? It, but I also watched it like 20 years ago, so... Oh, yeah, that's right. And that would have been still later than it went out, was out, so... Yeah, I mean, I don't I know. I have rewatched it, but not recently. <laughs> Isn't it kind of like funny, or just odd to see how movies and trends and stuff change over the years? Mm-hmm. Like you said, that was a staple of like, oh, the kids and the gang, and you know, uh, Stand By Me was like that, where we had the kids yeah. going out and... 
uh, Goonies was like that and mm-hmm. oh, what the fuck was that other movie oh my god it's on the tip of my tongue what what happened do you recall anything no it just completely slipped my mind but you know and there's even an aspect in like TV shows like that like Scooby Doo of having the gang and mm-hmm. you know that seems like it was a transition point I don't know do you think it's kind of gone in a weird direction I, I think that uh, no I, I I don't know I mean there's definitely a resurgence now so it's hard hard to say like with uh, I mean maybe it is just strangers, Stranger Things I can't think of other movies like that but I don't know about it, about it being, uh, yeah, I don't know if I have anything yeah, cause really like, intelligent to say on it. I haven't watched a lot of movies come, that have come out recently, mm-hmm. just because I find that a lot of them aren't very good. It seems like a lot of things are being recycled. Yeah, that's fair. That, that's, I mean, that's a problem in Hollywood. It's much cheaper and easier to just be like, let's, let's do this again mm-hmm. and do more. So, yeah, and, and maybe that's part of the problem is we're not like giving giving everything a giving fresh new things a chance as much as we used to like i say what you will about netflix but at least they'll be like hey let's let's try this stupid thing let's give someone a bunch of money to produce a show oh for sure and there's there's a lot of shit on there but then you'll get stranger things and then you'll get stuff like that so you get a bojack horseman yeah i love that show i have not really gotten too into it but i do want to check that out it's very good i thought it was gonna be like a stupid Mm -hmm. laugh cartoon and then it like stared right into my soul Mm -hmm. i remember specifically actually the first episode i one of the first episodes i watched like bojack betrays his friend in a horrible way yes and after i watched that episode like i turned it off and just sat there for like 20 minutes I was like, I feel dirty. <laughs> I feel gross. It's just too real, too raw. Yeah, it was not fun to do. That was not fun to go through. And then at the end of season two, I stopped watching completely because mm-hmm. I hated Bojack so much. Mm-hmm. Like a couple months later, I went back. I I had no choice. I was too curious. He was a good villain. Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. I hated him so much. Mm-hmm. Just the worst, like narcissistic, selfish, mean, lazy. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, and maybe, and that's, is, I, I, I've only watched the first episode and everyone told me, no, 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 you can't just watch the first episode. Yeah. It, it gets so much better after that. So, and I believe them. Uh, I just have not done it yet. But I think at the same time, like, it, the show's kind of going for how bad can you be uh, and still be redeemable? Or are you always going to be redeemable? Like, that always seems kind of yeah. to be what it's dancing on is like, you know, he's this terrible person, but mm-hmm. could he ever... I don't know. We like our, we like our disturbed people. I yeah, mm-hmm. isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's not weird when you think about it. There's a uh, flawed. Yeah, people don't like the idea of like true beauty. Mm-hmm. You know, like somebody who's flawless or not flawless, but extremely beautiful naturally. Mm-hmm. They get things coming to them because that's not what majority of the population's like, right? Yeah, like all of us have things that. Oh, well, if I was just a little more like this, I don't like this about myself. I had to work to get to where I am. You know, if I if I didn't really do much work, I, would, I wouldn't be looking like this. I wouldn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. And then the people who seemingly have it all, we want to be like them, but not too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think, uh, I think it's easier to identify with flawed people than it is the people who are doing really good. And that's just because we're insecure. Yeah. Because, you know, when you think about, uh, I think when we think about ourselves, it's like, oh, God, I, I don't like this. I don't like this. And then it's like, well, I like Bojack because Bojack has those flaws mm-hmm. and stuff. Or um, so you can see yourself in them in some way. 
Whereas if it's someone's, no one's like, man, I am really freaking good at playing the piano and this person's a virtuoso. Or maybe, I don't know. Do you think people as a whole are getting more negative? Uh, yeah, I think it's yes and no. I mean, there's definitely rays of positivity like on the internet that you kind of have to like, because that's the, the sort of hive mind is everyone on Twitter. And there's definitely people who are really pushing the whole like, no, love each other, be cool mm-hmm. to each other, and uh, but uh, I don't know. There's a lot to be negative about. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Know. I think that I think the thing is, it's not that people are getting more negative or more positive. It's just that that bell curve is just stretching out huh. and, and going to other ways. So now people are extremely depressed and 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 frustrated and angry, and then there's people that are extremely like a little too chill. Yeah, or extremely positive. Yeah. I think that's the problem with humanity. Or not the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can talk about that. Yeah, let's, <laughs> fix, let's fix it right now. Yeah, let's fucking do it. <laughs> but one of the biggest issues is that the extremes get magnified. And I guess that's why they're the extremes, right? Like, mm-hmm. you have people who are just positive, positive, positive. I'm a go-getter. If you're not 24-7 on my side doing the right thing, you mm-hmm. can fuck yourself. Because I only fuck with winners and you can't be a loser or, like... I'm sad and I want to kill myself. And they're like, yeah, let's fucking be super sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's those extremes. Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't know. Do you think we can ever phase out of that? No, I don't think we will. I think it's just going to get more and more. I think I think it'll just keep stretching. I think it'll keep keep getting more and more extreme and everything's going to get one more than the other. I mean, if you, it's everything. I think that uh, everything evolves. In some way, like even just music. Uh, if you think about how like everything was kind of basic and, and very generic and kind of, well, I'm, I'm putting it down, but everything there. If you think about something like the Beatles, where it's like, oh, they really stepped out and kind of progressed something and, mm-hmm. and took things a step further. Um, they still sound like, you know, for people like us who weren't in that era, I was closer, but like who weren't there it didn't seem as revolutionary necessarily mm-hmm. because now everything's more extreme than that. So that's my music example. But I think like that's the same with emotions and, and feelings and how people are and how they act and how they, and the things they do. And that's just going to keep growing until like, you know, we just, everything's so diverse. Yeah. It's a bit of a ramble, but no, uh, it's all good. I mean, like, do you think, I mean, everybody says history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. I always like struggled to agree with that. Do you think that's true? The history repeats itself. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that that's that's something that uh, we we do all the time. Like we ignore it, and then it just keeps happening. I mean, it's easy to say that without. Uh, I don't want to get onto like politics. That's what I. That is immediately where my mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that that's it's hard to like not talk about the state of things today. No, and not be like. God, I just fucking read CNN and it ruined my day. Um, but like, that's that's one thing where a lot of that stuff has happened before, and it wasn't as extreme. Yeah. But it's definitely like, huh? I mean, everyone would say like, oh, Nixon or something. And mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't know enough about Canadian politics except for some small tidbits. I couldn't say mm-hmm. how much you know has this happened before. But. Uh, but I mean, I think the black and the white blend like crazy with how many social media news uh art media now we have now i just 
I butchered that sentence. Fuck. Well, you know, with all the social media and all the media outlets we have now, yeah. those colors blur like crazy. Because mm-hmm. somebody could say, look at how terrible this is. And then another person could say, that's not the full story. How do you know who to trust? Especially with Twitter and especially with Instagram and all this stuff is so fucking crazy. It's a lot of noise. Yeah, it's just nuts. I actually deleted Twitter off my phone. I couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't handle it. I mean, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I wanted to ask this question, like, and we could look at something like, and I think we're on the same page here. We look at something like the Holocaust and we abhor it, right? Yeah. That's the horrible thing. Yes. However, like, you have to ask, I, I want to ask the question that if something as extreme as that happened now, do you think it'd be as black and white as we're taught it is? It, well, I mean, that's, that is actually kind of what's going on right now. That is <laughs> yeah. exactly what's going on right now is, is with, uh, with the, uh, the border camps, the border camps, which really looking at the conditions are concentration camps yeah. and it's it's you know and they're getting mad and well here's the thing I think it's black and white I think it's very obviously totally shitty what's going on down there yeah. and, and we should be stopping we should be doing something but there are people who are like no 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 it's gray area but it's like yeah but you're probably pretty racist <laughs> and you're probably just like thank god they the government got my emails yeah <laughs> they, they've been listening to my racist podcast and and See, and that's, that's the thing about noise, right? Like, I didn't even think about podcasts. It just kind of, that spurred my memory. Well, everyone had, everyone has a voice now and it's easy. Like, I like, I remember the internet when this stuff was hard to do. <laughs> but now it's like any asshole can, you know, and it's funny because I, I was talking about the whole insecure thing and like, like I wouldn't want to do it because who would listen to me? But, but there's people who are like, who, who don't think about that and don't have that mental check of like, you know. Um, they just think like I gotta just spew the horrible things on my head out out there. Yeah, and I mean I, I think, think a lot of ambitious people on both sides is what I'm saying. Yes, yes. I mean uh, I think with the internet and all this shit and all these podcasts and stuff. Like I remember one of my my brothers told me this guy he knew at a school he went to he used to listen to neo Nazi podcasts and he was like it's just a joke, bro. And I was like I don't think you I don't think that's what you should be. Indulging your time in, I feel like that's you're on a real tight rope there. Well, and one of the things that that always bothers me and surprises me is uh, there was a period of time there where it was like you were just finding out that these streamers and people that you're listening to, um, this is this is again the celery thing where you mm-hmm. where you get to know these people and you find out like oh they're terrible yeah like there there was a streamer called Jontron and uh, and I remember. I can't remember what it was, but basically, you know, a better example is Notch, the guy who made Minecraft. Yeah. If you look up anything he's done recently, like, his name is taken off of Minecraft because, because Microsoft owns it now. Um, but, like, because he is an abhorrent person. Shit. He's terrible. And it's one of those things where it's like, but I like Minecraft. Yeah. And it's the same thing with streamers where it's like, oh, you know, I liked PewDiePie and then PewDiePie just pulled the N-word out and, and it's like, well, what? Yeah. So... And even like I, somebody told me that uh, Planned Parenthood, even their start was like with questionable uh, really? origins. Yeah, that they were encouraging like black people and people of color to get abortions. And like oh. when you look at it now, it, right? It's like Shit. And you look, exactly right. And, like it's good to do this research and find this out. And I mean, if Planned Parenthood now, if if they move away from that, I haven't done enough research to know about this. But if we're going with this is true, and if they've moved completely away from that, it's like does that matter that that's how they started out? Mm-hmm. Or does that, are we holding that over their head? Gosh. 
and Volkswagen used to make cars for Nazis and yeah. stuff like there's all those ties yeah I I mean what's the thing like a company is different than a person so in the case of like uh, one of those streamers or something who's done something it's harder to kind of forgive that person yeah but at the same time with a company it's like if they completely if they get or under new management maybe then then it's kind of like oh well this is this is different they're just using the brand of uh, I don't know I, I, that might be easier to figure out I mean we do still drive Volkswagens they're they're great cars yeah um, and Planned Parenthood is doing great things now but yeah that, yeah I wish I would have could have been surprised by that but at the same time <laughs> It's, it's 2019, right? Like, are we really surprised by anything anymore? Gosh, I'm just tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired of having to read the news. I'm tired of, like, when someone does something horrible and, and it's like, then I have to research it if I can pay attention to them or, or if I can listen. Like, with, there was a while there where comedians were all just dropping like flies with the mm-hmm. whole, with, with the Me Too movement and all these horrible things and actors and all this, this information was coming to light. Because we basically like pulled the blanket off, and then all the cockroaches kind of yeah. Know. But it it kind of becomes a point where it's like I have trouble where I'm like okay, I have to research. What did Norm Macdonald say? Mm-hmm. Okay, what was he referencing? Okay, here was his apology. Do I accept his apology? Is that yeah. okay? And uh, I remember when he came to Rumors, that was kind of a thing where it was like people, some people were very mad that he was coming to Rumors, mm-hmm. and then other people were like, no, we don't care. We'll go see Norm. Or with Louis C.K. or any of these Yeah, things. exactly. Because I I went to Minnesota to go see Louis C.K. I used to really like Louis C.K. And the stuff that happened was shit. But now I'm like, okay, I do know that he apologized at one point. Yeah. But now I have to like have a point system for like, okay, yeah. <laughs> he acknowledged it. He did this. Did he do this? And uh, He was remorseful, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Was he? Is it a good enough apology? Because like, is there a road for redemption for people? I, I, I don't know. A good example, though, I think Dan Harmon did a really good job of uh, apologizing on this podcast and kind of addressed all the issues. And and, and again, this is also my opinion again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that the victim in the whole story was like, no, I accept it. And I, I'm fine with it. Yeah. So he's, as far as I know, Harmontown is still going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, what a, what a thing. Well, with all these things coming up and with like all the news and podcasts and shit, I think... The internet is like a parent who gives a child way too much independence and freedom. And you really find out what that child's all about, or what that kid's all about. I mean, obviously it won't be a small child because they'd go to shit right away. But it's like, oh, you're a 16-year-old and you have a ton of freedom. What are you going to do with it? Mm -hmm. And some people go out and do heroin. (laughs) And some people stay in, uh, or they don't stay inside, but they're responsible, they're reasonable with what they do and what they consume. Uh, They have goals and they want to better themselves in the world. And there's a whole slew of people in between. And I'm sure there are people that are better or worse than even the most extreme examples. Mm -hmm. It's just, the internet, I don't think the internet and social media is a problem. I think it just magnifies everything. Oh yeah, well, everyone has a voice. And usually the people with the most extreme views on things those people at the fr- at the edges of the bell curve those are the ones that you hear uh-huh. because those are the ones who are like can you finally believe this person or I agree with that and uh-huh. even though I may not be as I may not as be as big a Nazi as that person but I still like what they're saying so I'm gonna yeah, yeah. Do it. like 
like Alex Jones or something uh-huh. where like he's someone where he's very very extreme and there's people who you know maybe maybe not as uh, extreme as that but still yeah. hold him up I heard this one person on Twitter was like when I uh, when I was younger I used to get home from work get stoned and listen to Alex Jones to unwind mm-hmm. until I realized people were taking him seriously yeah yeah <laughs> that's so true well he was he was like in a movie once even just because that was just his he was just a character mm-hmm. to people but uh, no I mean he's doing a lot of bad things yeah and he's one of those people that will have a voice regardless he'll find a way I mean he's definitely testing the boundaries of all these social media things because he's been kicked off of all of them <laughs> I believe you, like you know what that's kind of impressive to me the fact mm-hmm. that he's been kicked off and still gets back on mm-hmm. like that is determination oh yeah and I mean you need to really be bad if they're kicking you off because uh YouTube and Twitter and stuff like that usually won't won't go to that. Like they don't kick off a lot yeah. of people or ban a lot of people, uh, despite how bad they are. That's, I, that's a problem. I do think that's an issue though. If, I don't think sites like that should be banning people. Yeah. I don't because then it becomes a case of who are you banning for and why, mm-hmm. and then if other people don't like it and you try to overcorrect your banning, like Twitter's done. Yeah. Now you're fucked. Because, like, Twitter's banned a couple of people that seemed like a suspect reason. Some people they banned, it seemed justifiable, and then others they didn't, and now it's like... Well, oh uh, God. That's, a, that's a big thing right now, is um, I think it's YouTube is having a problem where... Like, YouTube has, uh, for a long time, they'll, they will ban or silence uh, queer content creators mm-hmm. and just, like, cut them off. And, Why was that? Uh, usually they'll... they'll um, attributed to being sexual in some way I don't know I, I, like I've only caught tidbits and read Twitter things okay. and follow things and I'm definitely not the smartest person to have this argument but I do know that a lot of people especially with Twitter accounts have been banned for saying stuff or put on put on time out and then uh, and then recently there was this big deal I can't remember the, the person's name but there was a, a streamer who was basically saying there's a streamer on the other side who has been calling me names, doing all this horrible stuff, basically violating your your policies yeah. uh, to to an extent where I'm now getting a lot of backlash from other mm-hmm. people on the on the internet. Please do something about it. And YouTube's like, no, we can't do that. And um, they they just updated the policies. Me recounting my horrible interpretation of the the internet is not the best uh, <laughs> best like conversation piece. Yeah, but it, it's something right now where. Like, yeah, I want to agree with you mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, they shouldn't have to do that. They should just, ever, it should be free, freedom of speech and stuff like that. Exactly. But at the same time, you have people that are like deliberately calling out and, uh, and being, being homophobic or sexist yeah. towards people and, and doing all these things that are just not, not appropriate and making it hard for them to keep going. Yeah. yeah. Like, um. You know, people should be able to get on the bus and say and do what they want. But at the same time, if someone is sitting there and just like, I don't know, making fun of my hair or just really, really like... Yeah, being a prick. Yeah, then I would want the bus driver to step in and go, okay, like, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's a fair argument, yeah. The old transit bus metaphor gets in there. Gets everyone <laughs> on my side. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I don't know. I feel like... Um, this is something that blows my mind, not even with uh, 
stuff like that, but it goes further. The block button is rarely used online, or the mute button is rarely used online. Mm. And it makes me just think that some people just really like arguing. And you do have, you make a very valid point, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if people are homophobic or transphobic or racist, like, that's terrible, and you should not have those views. And Mm -hmm. if you think that, if you think somebody's sexuality or somebody's pigment of their skin defines who they are as a person, Mm -hmm. you're just dumb. Like, there's no like, oh, but what about this? Like, if you're a full-ass person, mm-hmm. grown-ass human being, and you think those things, you're just a moron. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Yeah, I am 30 years old, and I do not like this group of people because their skin's darker than mine. You're an idiot. Mm-hmm. However, I, back to my point, yeah. I find that, like, it's weird. I remember I was talking to one of my friends, and they go, oh, this, this guy was harassing me online. I'm like, what did you do? Did you, did you block him? And they're like, no. I'm like, Why not? Like, I'm, I'm not saying this is your fault. You don't deserve this at all. And this isn't your fault. However, hit that block button. Mm-hmm. Hit the mute button. Oh, and it's 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 more super, more satisfying than writing a witty retort. Like, For I, sure. I think so. Like, if I ever encountered something and I, where I was being harassed, instantly do that. Just shut them down and then let them, like, just if my existence annoys you, then you can just deal with it because you're, you're not, not here. I'm exactly, not, yeah. You know, just an, and another point to uh, to you should be able to say whatever you want on YouTube and, and all these other things. I think also it's a problem where YouTube shouldn't want to give oxygen to them because the, YouTube is not just they are just a company and they are creating a platform. So mm-hmm. to me, if they're like, it's a problem if they're like, no, we want we want the racists on here. Then it's like, well, then what does that say about about you that yeah, you're willing to for sure. defend them? But I don't, that, that's a whole other point, and I don't even know where I was going with it. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, another thing is, like, I used to go to St. Paul's, and a lot of kids were like, we don't want to go to Mass. Take a shot if you guys have that drinking game going. I mentioned that a lot, apparently. But <laughs> I, I have heard you mention that. <laughs> I, I think I have a joke about that. It made my, uh, my set for the funniest person. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, yeah. by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I was excited to move forward, and I was, I was really just happy to get on stage at Rumors. Mm-hmm. It was really nice to be up there. Uh, Stanton told me your set went really well. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I mean, Stanton won, and yeah. uh, his was really good. And it, it was a bummer. They told us right before the show that two people would be moving on, and uh, and they only announced one person. So uh, I guess actually, we, we, all, we had a bunch of... We had a no-show, so it was just like, there's only three of us. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I get it, because... You don't want to be like, well, these two people are moving on. Thanks for coming. Keep the jersey. Yeah. Have have fun. So, I get why they would just, you know. But when they said like, oh, two people are moving on, we were like, it was like, my odds have just gone up. Yeah, exactly. But that's okay. I've done. I have done the contest every year since I started doing comedy, or at least this one, like after the first. And year. what's the farthest you've gone? I've gone to the finals a couple times. Yeah, and yeah. what's that like? How many people are in the finals? I think there's usually like seven to ten. I think. Yeah, it's usually pretty big. Like it, it, it's a big, big roster because they'll. Um, I think they they try to like they'll tie people sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, they both had a good set. Mm-hmm. I've seen that before. So. Like two winners. Yeah, oh. or, or like in the round before, oh, so okay, then okay, more okay, people okay. make it to the finals. Um, but yeah, they don't have a headliner for that show. They'll so they'll just have uh, all. Of and them. how many rounds are there? There's three. So like, the third round is the finals. Oh, okay, okay. So three, the third is the finals. Yep. Hi, buddy. How's it going? The cat's back in the room. We don't have a video of this, but the cat is adorable. 
She she's really into the duffel bag. She is very beautiful. Anyways, back to what I was gonna say about yeah. the because like when I went to St. Paul's, some kids were like, I don't want to go to mass because we had to go to church when it was mandatory everybody had to go yeah and some what the teacher said was like look you found this out when you signed up for school mm-hmm. you knew what you were getting yourself into these are our rules so I guess that kind of applies to that too right like if YouTube doesn't like your content mm-hmm. do they necessarily owe you an explanation I mean technically no and uh, I mean I guess the thing is it's not that they they owe you an explanation. I think that if you're if you're putting out rules, huh? That's a, that's actually a good point. Do they? Because I would say no, they don't. But at yeah. the same time, I would expect it. Yeah, because you know, if you were taken off and you didn't think you violated the rules, mm-hmm. because you know, but hmm. like let's take an example of a blatantly racist person. Like there's blatantly no racist. there is no two ways about it. It's not like. He said something that's up for uh, interpretation. Mm-hmm. Do they think they're racist? Probably not. Let's say they don't. Okay. They will still be like, why am I taken off? I'm not saying anything bad. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. Like if Piers Morgan was taken off Twitter tomorrow, he'd probably be like, oh my God, I did nothing wrong, right? Yeah. So they think they deserve an explanation. Mm-hmm. No, Nobody thinks they're doing anything. Have you ever heard of somebody get like, to be banned or... You got me. Yeah, I like the N word again. You know what? I fucked up, man. <laughs> I, I really fucked that up. I deserve to be uh, reprimanded for this. Does that happen often? I don't think so. Right. I mean, I mean, I think I think if it's a permanent thing, then mm. you get the apologies. Then you get like, I I read this thread once, which was just all of the customer service emails from people who'd been banned from Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like, I was not trying to be racist or terrible and stuff like that. When I said this, I meant this. And, 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 and you know, then you get the apologies. But if it's, like, banned for two days, then it's not severe enough necessarily. True. But then again, if you're in that gray area, then what's... Oh, God. You know, I'm just... I've thought about it, and I'm glad I've... Been, I don't think I could run one of these companies because I can't... Oh. I, I've, I've done stuff like that on such a smaller scale and there, there's been just debates about decisions and whatnot and I, I hate it. It's just... Honestly, disgusting. I'm not sure. Like, I was actually just uncovering this the other day when I was mm-hmm. thinking about it. I can't stand, and I'm getting better at it, but part of me cannot stand when strangers don't like me. Okay. Which seems backwards, right? Like, you should be more upset if the people that know you don't like you. That's, yeah, all right. Is it just like, it's like how do you know that the strangers don't like you? Well, you just pick it up immediately? And- if, if they, like, if they seem dismissive or if they tell me, like, oh, well, you're an asshole or, oh, I don't like, or they, like, kind of just put me off, that bugs me more than if somebody I know, like, doesn't like me because I'm like, you don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. You don't have a good enough basis to make this judgment. Yeah. You know, like, but if you know me and you don't like me, it's like, okay, man, you saw what was available and you didn't like it. I can't say anything to that, really. Like, you're entitled to like what you like. That's such an interesting perspective. Like, uh, like I get it. It makes sense. But at the same time, I don't know if I'm that way. I don't know what I would, what I prefer. Do I prefer the people that know me to like me or, or the strength, or can I just be comfortable? Well, I'll never see that person again. So mm-hmm. it does not matter. Yeah. 
and that should be like my line of thought but like I remember one of my really good friends and I we stopped being friends over I uh, I accidentally called her friends I accidentally called them a bad word I called them inbreds I was making a joke and her friends were being pretty shitty honestly the whole weekend like Mm -hmm. I went back to that person's town and like they were talking shit behind her back and all being pretty unpleasant with each other so she was like, oh, I'm afraid these people are going to make fun of me. And I was like, well, why don't you just tell them to go fuck yourself, you fucking inbreds. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not friends anymore. And I kind of took that. Like, you know what? I took it on the chin. Like, she's allowed to. I don't like it, but it's fucking her life, right? Like, mm-hmm. What am I going to say? Like, oh, you better be my friend now. Mm-hmm. No, that's creepy and weird. <laughs> I th- You know what? No, that's that's true. But I do find, like, there's people where, like, I totally know them. And I'm, I'm like, oh, I wish they liked me more. Be like, fair. Like... So, I don't know, whereas strangers, like, I'm trying to give a, of, like, that situation where I was like, oh, that lady at the hot dog cart really, really was just gave, yeah. threw, threw my change at me. Yeah. But no, I think most of them were strangers. I'm just like, yeah, fuck off. Like, yeah. I mean, not, like, complete strangers, like, people you barely know. I guess that's why. Because, oh, like, okay. you have, like, a brief glimpse like of who I am. Like an acquaintance, almost. Yeah. Like, I met this person at a party, and they just do not like Yeah. Me. Okay, that's it's a like, bit more. You don't fucking know me, man. Like, yeah. You, you've had five minutes at yeah. most of yeah. interaction and already you've decided. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, you can fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. It is nice though when it's the other way around and someone's actually like, oh yeah, my friends that, that you met, they, they liked you. They thought yeah. you were very nice. It's like, oh yeah? Really? Yeah. Just from that, huh? Yeah. I cool. should be friends with this person. Now. Yeah. Add on Facebook. Yeah. Follow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And if you're really, really Gen Y or Gen Z, you'll add them on Snapchat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Watch all their stories. Watch all their. St- oh man, I. Sometimes I get caught up in how much I'll scroll on Instagram, just watching stories, mm-hmm. and then I'll stop myself and be like, "What did I learn?" I hate having like dots and notifications and stuff. So I have to like cycle through them and get through them. Yeah. And the problem is because I have um, other Instagram accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, is like sometimes I'll be in the other ones and I'll be like. Oh, a story, and then I'll look at the same. If I have the same, yeah. it'll be repeating. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm watching it again. I have to stop myself. Yeah, I'm better than this. I can't be watching Joe's Instagram story four times yeah. from my four different accounts. Oh my god, the 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 fashion haul or the pictures of them at the lake. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's great, but it's like I, I don't know. I can only stomach the same Canada they picture once. Yeah, I'm just, and that's the thing too because it's all cyclical. Because they're they'll tag their friend and then their friend will also put. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's I'm oversaturated with just like the amount of fun things that friends are doing, and that's great and good for them. And I want to be a part of their lives and stuff like that. But at the same time, the, there's too there's too much. Definitely. I need someone to curate and be like, hey, uh, this person did this cool thing. Definitely. <laughs> like when you were younger, when you were a kid, you had to bike to your friend's house. And yeah. Meet up with each other. Say, meet me at this place. And then you'd wait at the place. Yeah. For them to show up. Oh, and, and just not knowing. Like there was actually a period of time where Facebook was really bad. It's not, it's not so much anymore, but Facebook. I remember just being like bored hanging out with my friends because it'd be like, Oh, yeah, I saw you when did that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. You know, like, I already knew everything. So, I've tried to tone down social media quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's how you figure out what comedy events are going on. And I need these accounts so that I can post 
about the stuff I'm doing and and, then and, if, you, and if you find yourself getting a little too bored mm-hmm. that thumb taps a little too much <laughs> exactly like when are you ever bored it's like I would I don't do moderation very well I, I would need to just get rid of it and that would make me happy yes I've actually gone through and unfollowed every friend in Facebook so my feed is just um, it's just birthdays yeah and, uh, and that's it you know what actually uh I realized how much I've been drawn into the culture of immediate gratification. I was watching the Raptors game in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I went to commercial. I picked up my phone. Yep. And then the game came back on. And then after like halftime, I'm like, what am I doing? As so- like, I need something as soon as the game's not on. Or even it was like the ball went out of bounds and I checked my phone. It's like, it's two seconds, man. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to give the ball back to the ref. And play's going to resume in under 10 seconds. Yeah. No, we're manufacturing uh, poor attention spans. Yeah. Because we're never bored, and we don't know how to be bored. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that, like, I, I don't know. I kind of miss that. Like, I, I think it's better to shut down sometimes and, and get away from that. Almost definitely. Yeah. I, I, keep, I think about, like, going to the cabin or something and not bringing my phone. But then again... I should bring my phone. What if there's an emergency? Mm. Oh, what if I want to listen to music? That's right. That's my device. So it's like it's tethered there. It's always there. And, yeah. And it's hard to resist that temptation. Yeah. I actually don't take my phone to the gym anymore. Oh, that's Because then I'll stay at the gym an extra 15 minutes. Just from like the amount of, I'll get, finish a set, scroll, 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 scroll. And now it's like I am lucky because I kept my iPod Nano mm-hmm. from 2010. <laughs> The colors aren't very good, but it still plays music. It's all I need. Yeah, yeah. No. And so I'll get bored in between my sets. I'm like, yeah, I want to work out again. This is, mm-hmm. this is how life is supposed to be. Oh, yeah. That's right. And, and this is why I don't have the internet. Because I would get nothing done. I would, uh, like, since since I started living here and, and didn't even get, get the internet, it's, it's been like, I still have my phone, so I have mm-hmm. data. I'm not, I'm not a cave person, I'm, you know. But, like, at the same time... If I want to, I'm not going to just scroll through Netflix, like, and look at the menu for an hour yeah. before being like, ah. Because now it's, good. it's, uh, not tangible, but it's, uh, it's finite. Yeah. Like, if you want to pay an extra ton of money, you can scroll. Be, like, phone companies, like, be my fucking guest. But now you pay a certain extra for a bit of data, and if you need to check something, you'll check it. That's good, though. I, re- I think that's really inspiring, kind of. Yeah, well, you know, I get so much done now, and and the thing is, I'm always out. So it's like if I'm, if I really want to use the internet, then I'm gonna get off my ass. I'm gonna bring my laptop and go to a coffee shop or go like mm-hmm. you know before a show at Wee Johnny's yeah. or something. Like I'll, I'll have that, and I can do my email, and get that work done, and then when I come back here, it's it's peaceful, and I'll either work on something or I won't. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll download shows, and I have a hard drive, and it's hooked up to my TV. Mm-hmm. But I, I. There shows I want to watch because I have to go through the, through the process of downloading them and putting mm-hmm. them on to stuff. So, it's good. I recommend. <clears throat> I recommend. Yeah, I th- finding you're not getting shit done. Yeah, I mean, I've slowly been deleting apps off my phone. It's just with the podcast now and with comedy and mm-hmm. with uh, I write. Like I kind of have to be plugged in to mm-hmm. with the basketball team I write for. I kind of have to be plugged into the podcast. Otherwise, we're not promoting it. So Twitter's definitely gone. If I if I have 15 minutes on my desktop, I'll scroll through it on my desktop. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't get enough done, and I'll be the last couple of days I've been down there for like hours. But 
that's not the trend and mm-hmm. the Instagram I kind of need for the podcast because we post every day but yeah that's that's the thing is you need it because you need to connect to people but I don't know it'd be uh, nice to just word of mouth was still a thing definitely I've set time limits on my phone actually mm-hmm. and it's sometimes like I'll go over them if I have to but it makes me feel guilty like the next time I want to mindlessly tap on that app mm-hmm. I'll be like oh but I went over I need to make it harder because I've got like on iOS where like at 9pm half the app shut down but at the same time I'm still like ignore yeah and once I started doing that it uh, didn't work but I'm also out after 9 so it's like uh, I just need to get my life on a schedule yes mm-hmm. most definitely yeah I mean uh, I was going to say something I fucking forgot it oh yes no uh, I've actually made time I've been making more time in my day to just do nothing mm-hmm. that's that's cool that's great yeah mm-hmm. and like I, th- I thought it was a stupid goal at first and then I did it I'm like huh this is actually kind of cool I've been interested in like, and I never do it, but I've definitely like planned on doing it so many times, but like meditating or something, yes. just shutting down, shutting your brain down for 20 minutes and then mm-hmm. going about your day. And every, anyone that talks about it always says it's like the greatest thing, but I'm always too like, no, I have to be doing this now. I have to be doing this. Yeah. Well, you know, and 20 minutes isn't a lot either. No, I know. I've been trying to do it. I think I've missed it the last three days, but like anything you start right anything you try it's difficult to get down the first couple yeah, times yeah starting new habits is uh, no fun almost definitely mm-hmm. anyways how do you feel about this Corey? I, I feel good I mean we've been talking uh, a while an hour and six minutes yeah so I don't know is there anything you want to talk about anything you want to cover no I feel pretty good uh, before we finish plug anything you want uh, the show I don't know if you're doing any comedy or any other things? Uh, right now, life is pretty much just the fruit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, yeah, so um, I'll do the quick plug in the notes. Basically, uh, yep, Commando the Radio Play. It's uh, it's at the Fringe. We're in Venue 11, which is the Centennial Concert Hall Rehearsal Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think we've got a pretty fun show. You know, it's stupid. It's ju- I'll be honest. It's just a stupid show, and that's why I love it. And it's hard to sometimes like get to this point in a project near the end and, and, and still be excited about mm-hmm. it but I'm very excited about it and the date and the time date and the time uh, so the first show is going to be on the 17th mm-hmm. the fringe goes from the 17th to the 28th and you can have random times but our first show is on Wednesday the 17th which is at 10pm uh, mm-hmm. so we have a later show so if you have people are at work but it's not a big deal but uh, I think after that then I'm going to take a bit of a break before I jump back in and I'm not going to do as much comedy or for sure yeah for sure just gonna let things settle alright well hey I had a lot of fun talking to you oh thank you I, I'm really glad we got to do this yeah. I had fun too this is a good time okay well then this is us signing off on Opeg's Finest short week have a great weekend and we'll see you guys on Monday Bye.